How do you deal with pressure and feeling overwhelmed? How do you manage stress and can you figure out a strategy for avoiding burnout? Learning ways to handle pressure takes work. And so that's what I'm talking about this week here on Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast that teaches you how to look after your well-being. So get comfortable and let's talk about mental health. Hello and welcome to episode 196 and thanks so much for joining me as I talk about pressure and mental health. I'm Jeremy Godwin and I share practical tips you can apply immediately. Based on quality research and my own personal experience, following a breakdown in late 2011 that changed my life. Each week, I look at how to improve one specific aspect of your well-being. In this episode, I'll be talking about what pressure is and what it isn't, why we feel pressure, and how to manage different types of pressure in an effective way. So, let's talk about pressure. If you think that I had seriously considered starting this episode off by quoting the classic 1981 song by Queen and David Bowie, Under Pressure, you would be correct. But then I wasn't 100% sure if the lyrics really said what I'm trying to say in this topic. And then I was worried that 1981 was too far out of my usual range of quoting songs from the late 80s as well as the 90s. And before you know it, the pressure was just too much. And so I dropped it. Now, I'm sure there aren't too many of you who would find yourself overanalyzing a potential song lyric for inclusion in a podcast episode on a random Tuesday afternoon. But since that's the kind of fast-paced and exciting life I lead, it's an example of one of the many times where I find myself putting pressure on myself to create episodes that are going to give you the most value. Otherwise, it feels like it's just me shouting random things into the void and seeing what sticks. That pressure is both a good thing and a not-so-good thing. Good in the respect that it gives me a framework to adhere to and that it pushes me to keep going and maybe not so good because it can easily trigger my perfectionist tendencies if I don't manage it carefully. Pressure comes from many different sources. As well as the pressure we put on ourselves to be this or do that, we're often under pressure from multiple external sources, such as our family, our work, our partner if we have one, our kids if we're parents, and even society in general. Again, not all pressure is bad or negative. I mean, without a certain level of pressure to do things, we'd probably never leave our beds. But too much pressure can lead to overwhelm, stress, and burnout. Three words you never want to hear attached to a conversation about mental health because they can do a lot of harm. We often have so many expectations weighing us down. And at the same time, we spend a huge amount of time and energy trying to be the best version of ourselves, all while also trying to keep on top of the never-ending to-do list of things we need to do as adults. Like, why is the washing up never finished? (laughs) And so, frankly, it's no wonder we can feel completely inundated or even exhausted sometimes. Even just saying all of that makes me want to nap. But with a bit of forward planning and some daily effort, you can manage pressure proactively in order to reduce the amount of stress it causes you. And that's what I'll be talking you through today. So first, let's go over some definitions. And let's talk about what is pressure. And the simplest definition comes from the Oxford Dictionary, 
which describes pressure as a sense of stressful urgency caused by having too many demands on your time or resources. In the most general sense, pressure refers to the feeling of urgency caused by the need or perceived need to do or achieve something, especially within a certain time frame. It's a feeling like when a force is applied on a surface, except in our context, it's applied on our minds and emotions. We've all felt it, haven't we? It's the ticking of the clock when a deadline is approaching. The feeling of dread when you wake up at 2am thinking about something that needs to be done. Or the kind of pressure that other people might place on us when they're expecting something of us. When it comes to mental health, pressure can be described as the psychological strain or tension that emerges from challenging situations or demanding expectations. These can be self-imposed, like setting high standards for yourself, or external, such as societal standards or expectations from family and friends. There are some common types of pressure we all face, including social pressure, personal pressure, performance pressure, and everyday pressures. Let me break those down a little. Social pressure is all about society's norms and expectations, what other people demand from us, or even just society in general. Think about how society expects certain milestones at certain ages, or specific roles we're expected to play. It can be as blatant as, you should be married by 30, or why don't you have children, to as subtle as feeling the push to always appear happy on social media. Personal pressure is the pressure we put on ourselves to do or be something. Often, we're our own harshest critics, and this type of pressure stems from our personal ambitions, goals, or standards. It's that internal voice that says, I should be doing more, or that compares your life to other people's. I'd go so far as to say that for many of us, myself included, a huge chunk of the pressure we face on a daily basis is actually self-imposed, and we can tend to be a lot harder on ourselves than we might be on other people. Performance pressure is largely tied to work or school settings and describes our need to achieve certain results, whether that's in terms of grades or sales targets, and it can be a massive source of strain because it adds to an already hectic workload. And everyday pressures are the daily stresses of life. From juggling work-life balance, to managing finances, to doing all the things we have to do as adults, these seemingly small pressures can accumulate over time. Seriously, why is the washing up never completely done? I have a dishwasher. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the reason I'm sharing all this is that the body's natural response to pressure is stress. While short-term stress can push us to act and adapt, chronic stress can lead to a whole range of mental health issues, including anxiety, depression, and burnout. And so, recognizing and understanding the sources of our pressures is the first step to managing them effectively. At this point, I'd also like to take a minute to point out what pressure isn't. For starters, 
it isn't always negative. Like I said earlier, we need a certain amount of pressure to keep us going, and pressure can be a positive motivating force that drives us to achieve and excel. But it's the chronic overwhelming pressure that can be detrimental to your mental health. Also, pressure isn't a sign of weakness. Everyone, regardless of their strength or resilience, experiences pressure at some point in their lives. Feeling pressure isn't indicative of any kind of personal weakness or inadequacy. It's a completely natural human response to challenging situations. And then the other thing I want to highlight is that pressure isn't necessarily always true. Sometimes our perception of the pressure we're under can be based on assumptions, misinterpretations, or unfounded fears rather than objective reality. As I often say on this show, thoughts are not facts. So it's important to be able to separate fact from fiction. So now let's talk about why we feel pressure. And probably the simplest and most common reason why we feel pressure is that we're actually under pressure. And so we're having a perfectly normal response to carrying the weight of expectations or having too many things to do and not enough time to do them or whatever the specific case may be. We tend to wear so many hats in our lives and are often juggling 847 different things all at once that it's no wonder we feel pressure from others and from ourselves. Broadly, there are some evolutionary social and personal factors that we need to consider when we're talking about feeling pressure. So let me just step through a few of them. First, many of our feelings can be attributed to our basic survival instincts, which we inherit from our distant ancestors. Early humans faced a lot of pressures from their environment, whether it was hunting for food, escaping predators, or finding shelter. So they needed to be constantly alert and respond quickly in order to survive. While the kinds of pressure we face today are, of course, very different, our body's response mechanism is often the same. Next, let's talk about how society and culture influences us. As societies evolved, so did the complexities of social structures and norms. Don't get me started on this. My degree was in psychology and sociology, and I am endlessly fascinated by how the world affects us individually. But in short, we're not just influenced by our immediate environment, but also by the broader expectations of society. And so we can feel pressure coming at us from all angles to conform to specific roles and standards. Then there's our personal ambitions and the expectations we have of ourselves, which are all tied into who we want to be and what we want to achieve in life, both now and in the future. Having these ambitions is good because it motivates us, but they can also be sources of pressure, especially when we set very high standards for ourselves. Then there's FOMO, or fear of missing out which is the pressure we put on ourselves to keep up with what everyone else is doing or what we think we're supposed to be doing in order to fit in. But trust me when I tell you, nobody's lives are exactly the same as they look on social media. That ties into our desire for acceptance and belonging. 
because our sense of well-being is often tied to our social connections and the feeling of being accepted by our peers, which can create pressures to act, look, or think in particular ways. Then, and this is a big one, we have our responsibilities and roles. As we make our way through life, we take on various roles. Someone's child, someone's sibling, maybe someone's partner, possibly even becoming a parent, as well as our roles as friend, employee, entrepreneur, neighbor, and more. Each role comes with its own set of responsibilities and expectations, which can be sources of pressure. And then there's uncertainty and the fear of the unknown, which has a big impact on us all since we can never know what's just around the corner. The future is uncertain, and that in itself can be a source of pressure. Whether it's financial stability, career progression, or personal relationships, the unpredictability of outcomes can lead to feelings of anxiety and pressure, especially if we're prone to worry. That's a lot of different pressure to deal with, and if you wanted to go hide in a cave for a little bit, I probably wouldn't blame you. But since we all have to get on and do what we need to do, I'm delighted to tell you that there are lots of simple things you can do to manage all the pressures that come your way in an effective way so that your head doesn't explode. So how do you do that? Well, let's first take a quick break to hear from the brands who help me create this show each week. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. And welcome back. Now let's get into the how-to part of today's episode and let's talk about how to manage different types of pressure in an effective way. First, figure out where the pressure is coming from. And this may sound like a really obvious one, but often we get so caught up in what we're feeling that we can become hijacked by our emotions rather than taking a step back to look at things more objectively. To do that, pause and breathe for a good 10 to 15 seconds. Then label what you're feeling. Once you've done that, ask yourself why you're feeling that way at the moment. That way, you engage your rational mind so you're not 
running on just pure emotion. Identifying why you feel pressure in this particular moment then leads to my next tip. Take some time to explore why you feel pressure. And this is about considering the bigger picture, which was a topic I covered recently in episode 186. For example, if you're feeling pressured a lot in a particular situation, then that's a sign that something isn't working or that something needs to change or both. This is about identifying whether you're feeling pressure just as a one-off or if there are bigger or recurring sources of pressure that are stressful in your life and which will need to be dealt with. Once you know that, you'll then find my next point to be very helpful, actively reduce stress. And this is one of those stating the obvious points, but stress causes a huge amount of pressure. And the reality is that it's very unlikely to just magically resolve itself. You need to take action to address it. And so even though that can also be stressful, because yes, working on reducing stress can bring more stress, it's a case of short-term pain for long-term gain. I don't know about you, but if I can see there's a major issue that's causing problems in one or more areas of my life, I'm going to want to resolve that thing so it's not hanging over my head. Just pretending it isn't happening or hoping it will go away really aren't options for me. And I say that because those are both things I did in the lead up to my breakdown in 2011. So you can probably figure out how well that turned out since I spent the next few years barely able to function thanks to severe depression and anxiety. Look, this is going to be a really blunt message, but that's really no different to usual. In any areas of your life, when it comes to challenges and difficulties, if you're not changing it, then you're choosing it. I know that's tough to hear, but don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what you need to know. The fact is that nothing changes if nothing changes. So it's up to you to take control of the situation by doing the work in order to actively reduce stress and pressure in your life. One of the best ways to do that is with my next point, focus on what you can directly control. And this appears to be another one of my mantras, along with the previously mentioned nothing changes if nothing changes. You'll hear me say it virtually nonstop in this podcast, and I say it a lot over on Instagram. Why do I say it so much? Because it's true. And because it's the single most important piece of advice in the entire world, along with always checking your teeth after you eat spinach. You cannot control anything other than yourself and what you do and say. Sure, you can influence other people and external events, but you have absolutely zero control over them. And when we try to control things or other people, we create unnecessary pressure and stress for ourselves. I genuinely believe that the majority of our suffering in life comes from trying to control things we can never control. And so when you consciously turn your focus back to what you can control, your words and actions, then you're able to make tangible progress in terms of reducing pressure in your life. And so that leads to my next point, set realistic expectations for yourself. 
Please hear me loud and clear on this one. Stop trying to do everything. Stop putting pressure on yourself to do and be everything because you can't. Honestly, I've found that just focusing on a handful of core priorities is more than enough. And everything else really is just background noise. Know what your priorities are in life, make them your primary focus, and be realistic about what you can and cannot achieve with the time you have available. And stop trying to be perfect, because perfect just does not exist. And I covered perfectionism back in episode 98. Okay, next, set and maintain boundaries. And that simply means deciding who has access to you and what that access looks and feels like, as well as being clear about what you will and will not accept from others in terms of how they treat you, then communicating that clearly and sticking to it. You know, I think I've said this about a hundred times in past episodes, but the thing with boundaries is that you teach people how to treat you based on what you will and will not accept. And so if you don't set a boundary or you don't enforce one, then other people will set them for you and you very likely will not like what they set. And a reminder here that boundaries are not just a set and forget thing that you do once. You have to maintain them and even potentially set and reset them over and over again. I covered boundaries back in episode 53, so you'll find that helpful. And a reminder that the audio and transcripts for every one of my episodes are available on my website at ltamh.com under the episodes tab. Okay, next, say no. Look, I know saying no to people is tough and conflict is uncomfortable, but what's the alternative? Say yes to everyone and everything, sacrificing your own needs? No. It's a cliche to say this, but just like on the plane, you need to put your own oxygen mask on before you help others. And so that means making sure your own needs are taken care of first and foremost. That's not selfish, it's self-preservation. Because if you don't look after your needs, nobody's going to do it for you. If you struggle with saying no, you may find episode 105 helpful because it's all about how to do it. Okay, next, make tough choices if you have to. And that means walking away from a relationship or situation if the pressure is too much and it can't be resolved by changing your approach to it. For example, if your workload is insane and you've raised it repeatedly with your boss, but help is most definitely not on the way, or if your manager just doesn't understand why working 60 plus hours a week isn't healthy, then you're going to need to think long and hard about what the right decision is for you, bearing in mind that what's right for you or best for you is rarely ever easy. If that means leaving, leave. It's just a job. I know that may seem like an overly simplistic view of the world, but look at it this way. If you were suddenly made redundant tomorrow because your company was downsizing or going bankrupt, you'd have to find a new job. So what's the difference? If the situation isn't right for you, and if it's causing unyielding pressure and stress with no reasonable end in sight, walk away. 
The only thing you can control is you and what you choose to do and say. So if the situation or relationship doesn't align with your needs or is causing far too much pressure, change your circumstances. You hold the power and you're in control of what you do with your life. So make smart choices and don't put up with toxic crap. Okay, so now I want to give some rapid fire suggestions of things to keep in mind when it comes to dealing with pressure. Starting with avoid comparisons. Don't worry about what other people are or aren't doing, just focus on you. Next, be kinder to yourself and show yourself compassion, which is fairly self explanatory, but a lot of us forget and we can be so cruel to ourselves. You're not perfect, but then again, nobody is because perfect doesn't exist. So stop bullying yourself and show yourself some kindness. Next, don't bottle it up because pressure that is bottled up has a habit of going kaboom like a volcano. Don't be a volcano. Talk to people you trust about what you're dealing with. Next, make yourself your number one priority because somebody has to look out for you. And the reality is that every single person in this world has their own agenda, which is to have their needs and wants met. Stop sacrificing your needs to make others happy. Next, spend time looking after yourself and recharging. And by that, I mean actively making time on a daily basis to rest and recover. It's not self-indulgence, but self-preservation. And the fact is that you cannot run on empty. Next, limit your exposure to stressful stuff. When you're dealing with pressure and stress, don't add to it by sitting there and watching the news or scrolling through Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week, reading posts from people shouting their opinions at others. Instead, focus on positive content that helps to calm your mind. Next, get support. Because you don't have to go through issues like pressure and stress on your own, and nor should you. Reach out to a professional who can guide you through things in an objective and supportive way so that you don't burn out. And you'll find tips on how to prevent burnout in my latest video. It's out now on YouTube and Spotify, and it's linked in the episode description. Because when it comes to pressure and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. Life can be challenging, but It should never be so bad that you find yourself stressed and burnt out. Pressure can come at us from various sources, both external and internal. And so it's up to each of us to learn how to manage it effectively so that it doesn't become overwhelming. When you make your well-being your main priority in life, and when you approach tasks and challenges in a thoughtful and considered way, you'll be able to create and maintain a healthy balance between getting things done and not being constantly stressed. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So what choice will you make today? Each week I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by an unknown author, and it is, Don't stress over things you can't change. Let me repeat that. Don't stress over things you can't change. All right, that's nearly it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about social anxiety. 
If you've ever found yourself feeling uncomfortable around people or having an intense fear of social activities, or maybe even a fear of being judged by others, then welcome to the uncomfortable world of social anxiety. I believe I may be both the president and spokesperson, so I'm authorized to welcome you. The good news is that social anxiety can be managed, and there are lots of things you can do to improve your situation. So next time, I'll be talking about what social anxiety is, why it happens, and how to manage social anxiety in a healthy way. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday, the 17th of September, 2023. You'll find more mental health content on my YouTube channel and in my weekly newsletter, Thursday Thoughts, plus on my two Instagram accounts, LTA Mental Health and It's Jeremy Godwin, where I post extra content daily. And if you'd like to support my work and get ad-free episodes and bonus content, as well as access to episodes a week before everyone else, then become a supporter on Patreon. You'll find all of those linked in the episode description and in the transcript at ltamh.com. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. Let's Talk About Mental Health is an independent program proudly produced by Reconnaissance Media, helping you find meaning and gratitude. For more information, visit reconnaissancemedia.com. 